Okay, uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Wired Thoughts podcast where I interview world-class tech professionals and also leaders to get to know, to learn from their experiences and also get their thoughts on the ever-evolving world of technology. And today, my guest is Hui Wen. So, meet everyone, meet Hui Wen. She's a machine learning scientist at Money Lion, and it is a US-based fintech company that offers wide-ranging tools such as digital banking, lending, investment, and also personal finance management services. So that's what Money Lion is about. And what I find really interesting about Hui Wen is that she also doubles as a career coach. Then I quote her tagline on her profile, right? So it is called uh, train as a scientist, artist at heart. So sounds like she has a lot to share already. So yeah, welcome Hewen. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to say hi to yeah, our listeners? Yeah, hello. Hi, Jayin. Really thankful, you know, for having me. And everyone who's listening, um, yeah, do, do keep on touch with this podcast. I think there's a lot of amazing things happening here. Yeah. Okay. So yes, thank you so much, everyone, for doing this uh, on a Saturday. So okay, um, let's get this started, right? So basically, I just want to go into the introduction a bit. So yeah, although I'm not in a data scientist, but uh, I'm actually a silent follower of yours, and it started it started when you you announced your comeback on LinkedIn. I actually came across that post, and then. Uh, that's where I personally found your career trajectory quite interesting. Then the fact that you are practicing as a data scientist, but you also have such fond interest in helping people grow in their careers in tech and beyond. So before we go into the meat of the bulk of the, the podcast, I just want the audience to get to know you a little better. So maybe let's start with you uh, telling us, okay, what do you currently do in your role and then how, why at the same time why the transition from dietics to biology to data science and and then at the same time how long have you been uh, in tech yeah yeah so I think uh, we can start with where I am right now and then we can sort of backwards engineer uh, of the you know not very long journey uh, of about say approaching five years I think so you really got me thinking um, so where I am right now so I'm a machine learning scientist uh, at Money Lion which I think Jai has, de- has done a great introduction where we are a US fintech and um where we really serve, you know, not just the digital um, financial services or uh, and stuff, but where I am currently is that uh, we are developing a recommendation engine uh, and that's where we serve personalized financial content and products to our millions of American users. And um, so we really like to empower them uh, with better uh, tools and uh, knowledge about financial so that, you know, we can make better informed uh, decisions about it. So, um, but before where I am right now, I've actually been through several areas like what Jai also shared. Uh, I started off um, with dietetics mm-hmm. um, at uh, University Science Malaysia, USM. And uh, later life took me to biology uh, at uh, the University of Manchester. I did a degree and master's there. But I think um, during that time, you know, I was like exposed to bits and pieces of um, statistics and things like that. But um, what I really didn't know at the time was that I would end up uh, going into the media industry and now in fintech. So I think uh, the long story short here is that um, during this this exploration phase, um, I was exposed to tech and data at different um, areas uh, mm. and in very unexpected terms. Uh. So... Uh, just to backtrack a little bit uh, on the journey uh, of actually finding out about data science um, was when I was in Astro, which is the media industry uh, I mentioned about. Yeah, so uh, I was part of the management associate program and uh, part of the rotation, we went from like one, one team to another. And that was when I actually found that there is a gap between um, the te- more technical people versus the more business or um, non- non-tech people. Yeah, it's like... A lot of the times we are sort of we were talking about the same thing, but because of the terminology used and is like um that that is like a mismatch, and that sort of got me wondering, hey, what exactly this data thing is about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, from, from one team to another, I gradually picked up what I know about data and that led me to where I am today. Mm, okay, so you basically found, found that there's a gap in communicate, communication between two different groups of people. So you, right. at the same then that's where you found, hey, like what's this whole data thing about? And that's how right. you that. okay. Yeah, so I think that's, it's, it's also like a storytelling bit mm, of it right. yeah so uh yeah it's like trying to help people connect the dots but at the meantime i'm connecting the dots for myself mm, okay okay then maybe can you from there right maybe can you also share like uh what are kind some of the projects that you're currently working on uh, it could be non-work it could be like your personal one or or your work as well so yeah i just want to understand what do you the projects that you're working on uh, at the same time. Yeah, so like what I shared, um, it's the recommendation engine that we're currently building. Um, so I think that that is the majority of what we do right now. We do research and then we develop and we deploy uh, the changes so that, you know, we can... Um, really find out the best algorithm uh, that suits to our users' needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the meantime, we also have a lot of ongoing analysis to understand our users because I think um, to really make a project work, it really boils down to the target users mm-hmm. about their preferences. Mm-hmm. So that is like uh, on the work side of things, okay. we research and we develop. Uh, but on the side, um, you also mentioned that uh, I'm doing career coaching at the yeah. site. So career coaching, um, so I, I do have people reaching out uh, about wanting to break into tech. So uh, what I also do is that um, I would uh, review their CVs and look at the gaps about uh, to find out their stories really about what they're interested in and what they're good at and how they can marry what they can offer to the companies that they have. Mm. Okay, understand. Okay, very interesting. So I think let's let's talk about that even more. So right now, let's probably go into the main bulk of the of the session today. So about and let's let's look at the bigger picture first. So we just wanted to get your thoughts on what do you think um, the current state? How do you what, I mean, share with us your thoughts on the current state of data science today, like probably from the from when you first started working in the field to to right now, have you seen any like have you seen the field evolve or yeah, what, what, yeah, any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. So data science is still a very hot uh, keyword mm-hmm. uh, or topic or area right now. Uh, just as when I started um, about officially three, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it remains very hot. Uh, however, I think um, things are definitely at a faster speed right now, you know, with the introduction of uh more more talks about large language models which i think we can talk about more today uh, llm la, we uh, abbreviate it so um i think the ones that we are more familiar with is chat gpt so um data science is still very popular but the speed is accelerated by chat gpt because of how easy it is for everyone to use it mm. yeah uh, however i feel like the core uh, the the fundamental of data science is still there where um businesses you know now that they are empowered with more data uh skills and literacy mm. we are asking more questions yeah. um from the company perspective and us as um the practitioners of data yeah, and uh, another thing is that the acceleration of AI uh, also meant that the tools are getting smarter, and right. that also means how you know it 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 helps us rethink on how to do things differently or more effectively. Mm, okay, then yeah, in in the age of right now, okay, right now, at the same time you mentioned that okay the entire field is accelerated with ChatGPT and all these tools, so even people like a non-tech like me, I'm also using it, like, I think even, yeah, I noticed that a lot of my non-tech friends in very bizarre fields, they're also using ChatGPT to, to help, to help enhance their workflow. So then with that, right, in the, right, with that, do you think it is still important to pick up data science or can we mostly leverage on uh, these tools already? Yeah. Mm. I think you brought up a great point about 
it being a tool. Mm. So um, the way I see it is that data science really is, is like a mindset and also like a framework on how we approach things with data, right? Mm. And ChatGPT um, is one of the many tools that we can use to achieve this goal. It's like, uh, to me, I like to explain to people like ChatGPT is like an Excel sheet, right? Um, what it can do is that it can help you calculate A plus B equals to C. But firstly, as a user, you need to know what you want to find out, right? Even if you have A and B, if you don't even know what you want the outcome is, uh, it's not really going to give you very meaningful things, mm. right? So um, in short, data science really is a mindset. It's about being like a scientist, like asking questions and trying to find out the answer. And ChatGPT, I think it has many um, cool things that, uh, for example, it can uh, be our bouncing board to idea. Right. Right. Yeah, it can ideate, uh, it can uh, help you, uh, give you a framework uh, about uh, what you can explore. Right. Um, yeah, so ChatGPT is a tool and it really depends on how we use it. Okay, then, yeah, I, I do agree because uh, when I do use the tools as well, yeah, you can you can uh, provide it with a lot of prompts and they can give you the, the content you need or the, the sort of the feedback you need. But at the same time, you still need to uh, understand the domain of the industry well mm. so that you know what's right and what's wrong because usually uh, for 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 the the chat GPT side, yeah, they can they can give you the answers, but sometimes it's certain parts is still a bit off. So that's why mm -hmm. I, I it goes back to what you have said uh, about how you need to know uh, what you want. At the same time, you still need to keep up with sort of um, uh, understand and keep up with the domain of the industry as well. If not, you won't know if it's right or wrong. Then like, if you, if they give you the wrong thing, then you would. Think, still think it's right. So I don't think that yes, it's a tool. It can help you to enhance your workflow, but it doesn't mean that you should totally neglect learning about the domain of the industry. Right. Mm, that's yeah. very right. Yeah. So okay. Then I think then go uh that goes to my second question, my, my next question, which is so we mentioned uh, you mentioned that you transitioned from a few fields, right? So was the transition difficult like did you did you find it uh, a difficult transition and yeah any, any mm. uh definitely has this challenging part because like uh what we were discussing is very uh exciting and at the meantime very popular and what that translates is that it has high competition mm. and um and that is a level of expectation onto the technical skills that uh, to actually do the job, right? Mm. So um, it was challenging such that uh, information and knowledge is out there, but trying to narrow down the scope. And um, personally, I've come across many candidates or friends who are trying to break into the field and then <clears throat> helping me reflect at the time where knowing your motivation to mm. learn data science is very important. So it's like, um, why, why, why was I interested yeah. in data science at the time? And for me, it was to understand uh, how how to fill the gaps for people and for myself. And um, so, really, the first part is knowledge and information is out there, but how might we scope it down? Yeah. Uh, and secondly, is that. Um, once we have scoped it down, how do we actually start learning it um, and putting it into like real world practice? Mm. Uh, and thirdly would be, how might we then convince the other people to take a chance on us when, mm. you know, especially when we're trying to break in. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, but I think tying everything together, it still boils down to why you're doing this yep. because um, if you don't know your why, you really can't push it through everything. Yeah, I, I totally resonate with that because in every, I feel in every career, the the why needs to be very strong is so that you can keep going also in a way mm -hmm. because if you, if you're just there, yeah, for the salary or for, yeah, for the sake of it, you can't fully immerse yourself in the field and then after and then you won't be 
the, the you won't be at your best uh. so i do agree with knowing your why and and this and this i do think that this knowing your why right understanding your, understanding your why can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people because it requires you to go very deep into yourself understanding like okay why do you want to do this like really going very deep and then you can go down into a very deep rabbit hole but and this is why it's very uncomfortable so mm. following up on that right have have you ever met like since you have career coach quite a number of people so have you ever is this a common issue like among people like they they just they just okay they probably know that okay data science is the way to go but they don't know but the the, the, the true why is not strong enough so maybe they might do for a few months and then that's all so yeah any yeah. any interest of that yeah, I think that's a, a really amazing sharing that about, you know, digging uh, your inner voice um, to understand the why. Um, I would say most of the people don't know. <laughs> um, they're in it or, or they're exploring data science for, like what you mentioned, uh, could be the salary, could be the job title that sounds sexy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah and, and to me, right, that can be a why. Because, uh, yeah, it can be a good motivation, but uh, the question then is, how far will this motivation bring you? Uh, if, if you're very committed, say, okay, I want to just really hustle for the first five years and retire early, mm. um, it, can, it can be a very strong motivator, and, um, but, but, but you really need very, very high la, motivation <laughs> on that regards. Yeah, so uh, that, that's why um, like during my career coaching or even just any friends who are looking to break into something different, yeah. um, um, the, the, the question that I probe them is really, have you thought about why, why you're doing uh, this? Because it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it might sound like really easy. So, so why are you doing this? But it's actually a very, very deep question. So usually when you ask them this, how do they react? Uh, do they like do you cop them off guard with the question or I think usually when we ask the first why it's easy like oh okay because I want to earn more law you know yeah and then the, the next question is why do you want to earn more so I uh, I, I personally really like this framework of the um, root cause analysis like it's a five why so you ask why five times like you really really drill down in a more systematic way so mm. why do you want to earn more so mm. uh, maybe it can be oh, I want to live a comfortable life mm. and then uh, why do you want to live a comfortable life or what, what does that mean to you uh, is it a big car big house or mm. yeah it really tries to strip down bit by bit and mm. I think this 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 mindset right it really helps in um the data science work as well or i think in maybe in digital marketing as well like mm. why why are our users clicking this yeah um, in, in, in the data scientist point of view would be oh uh, why why is sales going down mm. and then um um and then you start to ask a lot of questions so i mm. think j just to tie back right um some tips for many people out there looking to break into the field um Sometimes it's not just asking about the why, but also, you know, with this mindset, how do you translate it to your work or even when you're trying to um, apply for a job? Because in an mm -hmm. interview, people would ask you the same thing. Why yeah. this company? Why this role? Why this change? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, I, I don't think the, the soul searching bit would be wasted. Yeah, agree. Mm. agree. Because if you really understand yourself and the, if the why is really strong, it helps you to sell yourself even more to mm. the, the potential employers like they can see that your your passion is there and your why is very mm. strong so they'll be even more convinced but of course to get there i do think it takes a lot of time like a lot of internalization a lot of deep thoughts so yeah uh interesting interesting sharing about the five five asking yourself five that. times so i would even try that myself from time to time just to to keep myself in check so mm. yeah Thanks for sharing that. So maybe let's uh, go back into, just want to understand a bit further on the, on how you as a practicing, uh, practicing data scientist, do you leverage on all these AI tools yourself to be it for work or you are also using them to learn new things or anything? Yeah. So yes, uh, I, we do uh, use it actively in our day to day. Um, so we use it in several different areas. Mm -hmm. uh, firstly, you know, when 
uh, I can perhaps break this down into like, let's say in the project phase, uh, um, which is a very real day-to-day -day thing. So for example, at the start of a project or um, you would firstly come up with some questions about uh, why, why are we um, looking at this problem? And then okay. um, we can do ideation on our own. However, there, there will be gaps where we don't, uh, where we systematically, you know, in bias, we don't really think about it. So that's where uh, I would use ChatGPT uh, to brainstorm together. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So it's like uh, like a friend, uh, you know, like you bounce here, bounce there, but this time it's with a machine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I would like have my own ideation first and then I would have this bouncing period with ChatGPT and say, oh, let's say we have already uh, a list of ideas and then we would like to narrow down to one of the ways of doing things. Then that's where, you know, I would think about, okay, how 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 might I structure my workflow? And then I would sort of think, okay, I would like to have uh, a function, a function as in when we write a code, uh, we would like to have it in a pipeline, say there are ABC steps, right? So I would think about, okay, I would like to have A uh, doing this, B doing that, C doing that. And um. I would then try to think, okay, are there any other gaps um in, in this planning? Or and then I would ask ChatGPT, okay, um, so I have this idea in mind, how might I break it down in stages? Just to cross-check. Okay. And then the, the next step really is after let's say we already have that framework, that pipeline. Uh, you know, we, we do write codes as uh, data scientists to uh, analyze things or even build a model. So that's when, you know, um usually I would start drafting in in english really um to 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 see the end to things so i i always like to start with the end in mind mm, so what, okay yeah, so what, what that is my uh it is mean that I, okay i already know this is my final outcome i want to backward reverse engineer it so um and and in then uh i would write pseudo code pseudo code meaning like uh it is uh as if my my code is going to do this function so for example some column a for example okay Okay. okay, so when when what what that means is that okay, I already know that I I want to write a line of code to sum the column A, so uh that's where I would think okay I'm going to write it this way, but if I'm going to work the same thing on a very big data set, okay, are there better ways of writing or of of getting to the same goal? Uh, then that's where I look to ChatGPT and ask okay so in in a data frame meaning that the size of that data of this size uh suggests uh an optimized way of uh, coding this mm. yeah and then that's where we will do um test and trial um okay. to actually try to get that 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 code running and personally i've seen like maybe um i've reduced my trial and error time by about 50% oh so, nice yeah so so it's it's like um even before ChatGPT, we would rely yeah. on Google and Stack Overflow a lot. It's like different places uh, to achieve the same thing. Uh, but like also what you mentioned, ChatGPT has its own flaws as well. So we call it mm. hallucination where mm. it would make up things and sound very confident as if you know, <laughs> I'm correct. But yeah, but uh, I, I, <clears throat> I think it's also very important that, you know, um, we keep that open mind uh, yeah. of using ChatGPT in our day-to-day. Yeah. Just a little bit sharing on the side of how, how I use ChatGPT as a personal tool as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, for example, if I'm interested in in, in, in an article or uh, like to find out more, I would, you know, uh, look to summarize based on another big topic. Because uh, like, for example, in the, in, the, in the data science field, things are evolving so fast and um, it's, it's very hard to keep up. Uh, I have to uh, admit that. And sometimes, you know, research papers can be like very long or, and uh, with research papers, there are new terminologies that, you know, it will take you another one day to actually understand what federated learning is, for example. And then um, that's where it can be a very good summarization tool to help you learn. Mm, yeah, I... I personally use ChatGPT uh, to help me summarize news articles to also mm. learn new concepts because I do really admit, do agree that things, there's so much things happening, it's, it's a struggle to even keep up sometimes. So to so ChatGPT uh, came in, in quite a timely manner where it will help you to also learn things by yeah, like showing it prompts to summarize articles, showing it prompts to, okay, can you explain this concept to me as if like I'm five, something like that. So all these yep. things, right, it will really help you to pick up new things even faster than before. So back to, so I just also want to ask 
I think you probably answered a bit already, but yeah, before ChatGPT, right, how did you, like, what, what kind of the tools did you use to, yeah, in your workflow? So just now you mentioned Stack Overflow a little. Mm. So yeah, maybe can you share us a little bit about, yeah, prior to ChatGPT, what did you use? And just so we can see how, how much ChatGPT has enhanced your workflow uh, as a whole, yeah. I would say the most disrupted uh, bit is the googling and uh stack over part mm. stack overflow part for me mm. um like previously i would have gone to just search like with the same prompt um uh, mm. on google and then i would go through articles um like on medium um, ah, medium. Okay. medium yeah i love the ui love how structured it is but mm. uh and also like stack overflow there are a lot of different uh community led um suggestions right. They are very helpful, but sometimes all I need to know is just that one-liner that works. <laughs> yeah, which sometimes ChatGPT may not work, right? Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it may not work. But yeah, uh, they achieve the same goal maybe 90% of the time. Mm. So would you say it's it's probably harder to not go without ChatGPT already in your workflow? Like it's already like a... It's, uh, it's, an, it's a sort of an important part of your workflow already or you can still function without it? I can still function without it because firstly, I do the ideation and planning on my own first. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But if we just take out ChatGPT, Stack Overflow, Google all together, then yeah, I think I would really need some help. <laughs> okay, okay, understand. So besides ChatGPT, do you use other any other AI tools to to help enhance your workflow? Any yeah. Yeah. So I do uh use Bart as well. Mm. Uh just like you know a, a check and balance sort okay. of thing. And like um personally um there are different use cases that I would go for uh like uh, for ChatGPT and Bart sometimes just to see um how different they are or how similar they are. Mm-hmm. And I think this check, check and balance is very important because, you know, uh, they have two different teams working behind um, slightly different technology. But, you know, in the end, they are just helping us to solve problems. And ChatGPT has its advantages and but has its own um, uh, language style. So I think it really depends on uh, what we are looking for at the time. Mm, okay, so what's the... When you, when you sort of check between both, right? Are the differences a lot like in terms of the mm. results shown do you any preference or tools like maybe you right now you prefer bot already or yeah i personally use chat gpt more okay. um but in terms of the recommendations uh i think they can be quite similar about 70 percent of the time mm-hmm. yeah it's just that the language used uh i'm personally more more resonating with chat gpt because it's more human conversation like but i have friends who really prefer more straightforward and direct uh, conversation manner they will go for bart so it's like you know it's like we we, we make friends uh we have different preferences of a friend some people like right. to talk more some people just you know right. just tell me the bullet point um, right. yeah <laughs> so i'm more of a chat gpt Okay, then uh, you also mentioned, do, do you use it to generate code as well or is mostly helping you to, you know, brainstorm on ideation and the, the business analysis part or, yeah, do you also um, I personally don't don't use these tools for business analysis mm-hmm. because of the data privacy issue. Okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, I, th- but how my, I, you know, still try to get insights is I would look at it at uh, one level higher. Uh, as opposed to feeding it the data, yeah. Uh, say if if there is this anomaly or uh in in this period in time, so mm-hmm. I would then look into oh were there any major changes to the tax policies or whatever um during that point in time. Mm, okay, okay. Then um speaking about ChatGPT as well, I noticed that they have a lot of different plugins now. So notice, uh, I think for data science one is more on I think one of them is code interpreter. Awesome. So do you think all these tools can help a data scientist streamline their workflow even more? Like, yeah, any any thoughts on this? Or do you think this, with all these plugins, can it disrupt 
any data science, any data scientist job, like maybe the, yeah, any, any thoughts on this? Because like all these tools are very accessible now as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, in terms of disruption, I think yes. Mm. Um, because what it really does, like what I shared just now, is like it really uh, shortens the trial and error time. Uh, coming up with frameworks so fast and um but i i personally see that this disruption is for good because mm. it, it 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 opens up frees up your time to do more meaningful thinking work uh however uh i'm also personally quite wary about how easily accessible these tools are uh, mm. because what it also means is that um people can get lazier yeah, uh, when things are so easy, you know, right. you, you don't really need to think about. So, for example, like like a calculator, right? Um, twelve plus nineteen. Um, in the past, we would have done the math on our own, but now we would just take out our phone. Da, 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 yeah, twelve plus nineteen, and then what 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 it strips off, right? Maybe at the time, what we see is is uh maybe two two seconds faster. Mm. However, in the long run, right, what, what it means is that uh, our acumen or like the, the sensitivity right. towards uh, trends or even instinct um, will be, without these trainings, we would sort of, you know, we don't polish it anymore, mm. which is very important for a data scientist or a data analyst. Um, yeah, so when, when we strip away that thinking process from ourselves, in the future, we would just Oh, generate a pipeline, generate a framework for me. Mm. Yeah, that's the first part. And the second part is that uh, I'm I'm also personally um be very mindful about how uh this can potentially disrupt what what it may replace or really take over a lot of the job as a junior developer or junior yeah. data scientist. So what 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 that means is that although we argue that you know with um more we can free up the time to do more meaningful things and, you know, criticize the system more as a senior. But in order to get to that senior level, right, we really need to go through this banging wall period as a junior. <laughs> and what, what happens right now with ChatGPT is that it's doing all the banging walls right. sometimes uh, or maybe most of the time for us. Yeah. And when people skip that period uh, or even like um, drawing, right, you really need to have that ugly apple face before you can draw something beautiful. Um, but but now with ChatGPT, people would have expected you to be a senior without being a junior. Hmm. So I think that's that's really one thing that all of us need to be very mindful about when we yeah. use tools like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, made I think you very important points because yes, all these tools I know I even notice it in my circle and even sometimes myself is that. It's very easy right now to get things done. So you just show them the prompts and then they can probably give you the results already. But the underlying part of it is you might be complacent. Mm. So you might start to take, you might start to always, you might start to want to cruise through everything already because it can be easily done. So totally agree on the point where we still need to be very self-aware that uh, yes, things are very easy, but the that's where the hard part is obviously to uh to, to that's where i feel the hard part is to to keep learning and how do, how do i put this but the the harder part is comes at the comes probably the the sorry let me frame my thoughts a little so i just want to say uh yes things are very easy now but things are also gonna get harder because first is there will be a lot of competition second and anyone can do anything right now. Second is the need to understand the industry, your domain is even stronger, which comes back to the point uh, where I feel you still need to go through the banging wall phase just so that you can level up. If not, if you're always relying on these tools, how to say you might, at the end of the day, you might First, be very reliant. Second thing is you might also be, just feel that you might be very empty because mm. you're just relying on these tools, but you don't have the actual substance because you've never gone through the, the begging office, which every junior have to go through, I feel. So with this kind of uh, scenario, right, how do you think 
how can we uh, sort of not say improve this, but how do we deal with this kind of situations? Like how how would how what should your juniors do more of? You brought up an interesting point about self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So this is something that people cannot teach you how to be self-aware, but rather at every beginning, you know, every time before you use ChatGPT mm. or, or other LLMs is, is, is asking that question to yourself, how might I do it? Okay. And also remembering that whatever provided by ChatGPT may not always be the best. Yeah, you have to criticize it back. You know, yep. you don't don't take everything, um, and at the meantime, I think it's always great to learn from different voices. Hmm. Meaning, um, with every uh thing that a that you learn, try to jump out and ask the question from a opposite side of things, the contrarian thinking we call it. Meaning, um oh, you said A works and then you would try to jump out of that mindset and why wouldn't A work? Yeah. So for example, like myself, um, when, 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 I, when I thought of an idea, I would always say, ask about the pros and cons of this approach. Yeah. So that, you know, it's, it's not always just following what you want. Mm. Yeah. And and once that becomes a mindset, right, uh, it, it then translates into your daily life that, you know, you're not just only hanging out with friends who are like you. Yeah. And, and, but at the meantime, uh, you have colleagues who have uh, different ways of doing things than you. I guess this is the part where you sort of have to internalize what does it mean to be open? Because mm -hmm. I, I do feel that the terms being open is, yeah, it might sound very easy, like, okay, just be open, uh, but actually it's, it's much harder than you think to actually be open because if you find, if, because all this, we would, each of us, I would say, we would have our own assumptions and beliefs. So mm. if you find someone that, they have different thoughts and they, they are challenging your thoughts, you might, you will obviously feel very uncomfortable. And we think it's very normal, I feel. So it's mm. very uncomfortable to feel challenged, but uh, so this is the part where you need to train, we, we should train ourselves to be open and be open means being accepting on different thoughts. That's where we are also, that's where, because having different thoughts, having different opinions, learning from different people with different years of experiences will obviously level up your thinking as well to make you be a more critical thinker to also really think through about things. So go deeper on back to your, your main thing, your why, understanding why you're doing this, understanding what is the issue are we actually solving and, and stuff like this. So I think like just to chip in here. So uh one thing that we can also practice this uh contrarian thinking mm -hmm. is that uh when we're having meetings with uh people uh mm -hmm. of different expertise, mm -hmm. um try to always put that different hat uh mm -hmm. and ask them why didn't you do this or why did you do this and and once you get this into a habit right uh, of course in a in, in a non-provoking way because mm -hmm. like what you mentioned it can be very uncomfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know you're challenging authority but um if we always put up the front where you know we, we, we just want the best outcome for this project and also for my own learning um we try to come up with different angles to ask about why they do things that way and later on when it becomes a habit it would then translate into our work um, as a data scientist as a data analyst because uh, when we are trying to analyze something uh, we would have already thought okay i'm going to plot this trend and um, we would just stop there right mm -hmm. uh, but once you have that different angles of um, trying to approach the same problem you mm -hmm. would then sort of open up uh, the blind spots that you would have missed Mm. So with with this, I really so with all of this thinking um comes to I feel boils down to soft skills already. So a little bit about soft skills side. So it's more on how do you communicate of this well? How do you uh communicate to your stakeholders? How do you put this message across? Yeah, without pro provoking people. So what do you think? How then? How do you think uh like a junior or a fresh grad can pick up all of this? I mean, obviously this is all through years of ex working experience, but 
how would you what would you tell them how would you how can they pick up all of this uh in their early early years of working yeah hmm. uh i'd like to share this from uh, for example in a data scientist uh, hmm. way of communicating uh without you know provoking people but you know trying to get down to problem solving hmm. um so one one way that i find very helpful communicating with people hmm. is that you will start to outline um, what you are trying to get at uh, very early beginning. Mm. So, for example, uh, we would like to... Um, yeah, thanks for sharing about XYZ. Mm. Um, you mentioned this, but I wonder why. How might we this? Mm. So it's like, you have a problem statement, like a scientist, you have a problem statement, you have a hypothesis about your thoughts, mm. about your assumptions, mm. and then you have the methodology outlined. And the the answer can be a yes or no from coming from people to validate whether you're understanding it correctly or uh, what are the considerations that they have. So to recap, uh, we mentioned about XYZ, what have you considered ABC? Mm. I thought, mm. or in my opinion, this is that. What do you have to, you know, um, is there anything that you can add on, you know, in, in that framework? Mm. So you are not saying people are wrong. Mm. And you have, I think the most important part is that you wanted to let them know you're on the same page. I understand where you're going at. Mm. And we are just trying to solve the same problem together. Mm. So in a way, it's more to framing your thoughts and sort of really think through the possible sort of the, the possible mm. hypothesis and everything. Think through, put yourself in the framework before going to that meeting and uh, presenting your solution. So at least mm. you have all your bases covered. And I think like uh, this, this applies not just in the work space. Mm. Like, you know, in uni, we have a lot of projects, uh, group projects, and then you have many different people with different thoughts right. and that's why you want to get your ideas across uh it's easy to not just uh question anything right you just do right. yeah but there will be many points especially after uni that you need to make that point of view and all these things i feel that the tools the, the ai tools can't really Mm. Uh, teach us because all of this is more of the human human soft skill sites which you need to face it heads on i feel to, mm. to in order to learn although although arguably there are like wearables uh right. right now that you know uh i i saw that this project where the chat gpt output is at the glasses where you can <laughs> read oh, the really? output yeah so Okay. What happens is that during interview you can really read your response <laughs> okay. about, especially technical interviews when it's very uh A or B sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But but how how long can this bring us right? And if, yeah. if, if even with a human, a very supposedly natural thing, mm, we are already that reliant. I I mean, then what's the point of being a human? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very hard to imagine in in a world. Yeah. Where, if if all the very small things oh should I drink orange juice or apple juice right now, uh you, you okay there are days where you really don't want to think about what right. to drink. you just take whatever you have but but even with the small decisions like that you are making your own choice hmm. if if even a very small interaction is being stripped away so what makes us human then. Mm. yeah so what's left for us to do basically yeah yeah let's wow. just lie lie down there and i don't know <laughs> there's this movement tang ping, uh, so yeah 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 just like yeah. yeah just lie flat <laughs> but yeah <lo. laughs> yes uh, i was i mean when the two when the chat exploded i think last few months right i was also thinking like hey can practically do what like everything in a way yeah, maybe some there there are some flaws, but it will improve. <laughs> it will get better. Then if we are like if we as humans are like just so reliant on it, what do we do next? <laughs> so so yeah. I think what the very beginning of this podcast we talked about how ChatGPT is a tool, mm-hmm. right? So 
yeah, Lord, it, it, it really just keep reminding us that, that it is a tool to help us do our work better. But at the same time, how might we be a better version of ourselves with them? Mm, okay, then I think flows perfectly to my next question, which is, so yes, we all we have all these tools right now, and they are, they will they will also improve and everything, right? Then how should we differentiate ourselves? How can we leverage on all these tools to differentiate ourselves? Uh, in let's say in our jobs, so be it in terms of me finding a new job or like improving myself as a data scientist, or yeah, how can we leverage on all these tools to, yeah, to to to, to sort of uh, differentiate ourselves? Hmm. I think ChatGPT really differentiates between a resourceful person or not. Mm-hmm. Resourceful meaning given a challenge, how capable are you at finding solutions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ChatGPT can help us um scope things out, mm-hmm. narrow things down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the meantime, have an opinion over things with all the information that we have. So, for example, you mentioned about finding a job. Mm-hmm. But what we always say about um, personalizing your CV or personalizing yourself as a candidate is that perhaps you can take the job description um, into ChatGPT and then try to summarize what are the key skills and then you position yourself in your CV to fit that role look for relevant project experience and that translates into real life, right? Uh, information is there. How do you translate it and convince people that this can be tried out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The critical thinking part of things. Okay. Then what about using all these tools to, you know, speed up your learning in any way? Uh, uh, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Uh, so like what, what you brought up about the summarization bit, mm-hmm. I think that's where we can really uh, skim through the fat and get to, you know, um, teach me like I'm five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that approach is great when you are exploring multiple things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we want to dive deeper, I think it is still worth going through that hassle of reading through that painful article and try to have a thought of what it try what it's trying to mean because summarization it can miss out very important parts uh, it can filter out things that you personally would have find it very um, helpful but have already been skimmed through um and I, th- this is a very interesting use case about learning about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So um, how might you take your life journey or like position yourself to an opportunity that you really like? Yeah, people even use ChatGPT as a therapist. Oh, oh yeah, right, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like trying to find the hidden nugget in you. Mm, okay, so um, yeah, thanks. Thank you, Huyen, so much for, for I mean for, for sharing all of your sharing. So I do think that you have dropped a lot of very insightful, very interesting nuggets. So I just want to sort of quickly uh put to summarize as well. So I would say moving forward, uh whoever you are, right, non-tech tech, I think it's important to use to not stay away, I mean to enhance to 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 sort of embrace all these tools. So use it as a tool, right? So use it to enhance your workflow. But second thing is also be mindful to not in a way rely on it so much to the extent where you don't you stop learning, you stop picking up things, and you stop you stop picking up things. And then my third one is um in this age of AI, I would say it's even more important for you as an individual to have an opinion because there's so much content these days. I think we see in every platform, right? So much, so much platform. Sometimes I can't even keep up, but that's where uh, you could see an opportunity in a way where people with opinions, people with unique thoughts would stand out even more because the rest, they are mostly, you could, they are mostly like content meals, right? They just produce the content for the sake of producing it. So this is where, 
having your opinion is very important, but also coming to the stage of having an opinion means you need to do all the back, you need to do all the groundwork. So you still need to read the articles, the very painful articles that you mentioned. You still need you still need to watch the videos, go and learn yourself. That's where you start to okay, pick up on the industry, pick up on your skills, and then that's where you also slowly start to form opinions, which I feel is the most valuable part throughout the journey. That's where I think a lot of employers or whoever are like bosses or what would, would look at like the fact that you have an opinion. Then yeah, many, many things, but uh, what I can summarize from is what I can, some, some of my key takeaways from my sharing is uh, the importance, the, the, it has never been more important to have an opinion. Then, and this, then this, this, this one, this one also boils down to knowing your why. <laughs> it goes back, this all full circle. And so it's good knowing your why. Okay, why do you want to do this first? Then you start to think, put yourself in the framework, asking yourself the why five times. Then you get to know yourself better. Then after that, naturally, you would know what you want to do, what you want to pick up. Then that's the picking up part is where, okay, you need to, you can start using all the tools to either enhance your workflow to pick up something even faster, but don't, uh, don't not do the the hard work, the, the groundwork, which is, yeah, do things from scratch and everything. But then, then that's where, because once you do that, you go in, you immerse yourself in that, that's where you start to form yourself as a thought leader already, which ultimately I feel it should be the end goal for everyone, whether you're non-tech or tech, which is to become a thought leader, that's where you will truly stand out to everyone, right? So I guess this is what uh, I can piece from whatever I've uh, uh, got from you, this is how I piece it together, just to summarize it. So anything- th This is really incredible summary. Yeah, it's amazing. Anything you want to add on top of that, maybe in terms of the soft skills part, maybe, yeah. I think I'd just like to summarize this in, in, in the data scientist context, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we mentioned about how data science is a mindset. And mm -hmm. what you have described just now is that really the problem statement is how might I be a better human or how might I be a X, okay? And the gist of being a data scientist or applying data science in your day-to-day -day mm -hmm. is that you would have a hypothesis of how you might want to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, that hypothesis can be nullable, meaning it can be wrong or right. Mm -hmm. yep. But what matters is that you keep trying mm -hmm. and with the assistance of the tools, you mm -hmm. may try fast, fail fast and try yep. again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Try fast, fail fast, uh, don't give up. I would say mm -hmm. a lot of people tend to give up after the failing part, which I also totally understand because sometimes it is, it is tough. So, but as long as you keep an open mind, which is what we have also mentioned just now, uh, and I would think that uh, you can go, you can, can go far. Okay, so yes, I think let's uh, wrap this up. So Huiwen, I have two more questions for you. So um, my next question is, okay, with all of this that's happening, like the fact that the, we even discussed about what to us as humans do, that's all thing. So are you still hopeful for the future of tech though? Like, yeah, with, with whatever that's happening. Yes, I am. Okay. And I think by understanding more, we can do more mm. uh, ethically. <laughs> okay. So yeah, maybe the, I think the ethics part would be, will be a new quote, sort of like a more, uh, get some spotlight as we go, I feel because like, all these tools in anyhow need to be regulated and, and moderated in a way because a lot of probably sharing private information to the tools, right? So yeah, do you have any any thoughts on this part, like the ethics part of the of the field? Or... I think there are a lot of big pieces that needs to be moved. Mm -hmm. Um and it's a chicken and egg problem. So mm -hmm. as a user, I I, I think as a user, uh, we can only do our part by really knowing what really needs to be shared versus um, what's the cost and benefit from sharing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, just also to share to everyone, there's a new research paper about how the performance of uh, GPT has mm -hmm. gone down uh, mm -hmm. just, in, uh, just in a few months' time. So that could really be impacting, you know, not just your work, but also what your data can be used or transformed. Mm, okay. 
So yeah, I guess be more mindful in terms of that and yeah. Then other any other aspects that uh, you feel that we can all look forward to with with the development that we have in AI, maybe like in terms of uh, any new potential new roles that could come up or or anything this this area perhaps. Let me think. In terms of new roles, I believe there will be a mm. lot more. And a, a lot of those that we may not even anticipate it previously, mm. like prompt engineering, it wasn't yeah. uh, even a title back then. Yeah. But now it would have become a prerequisite skill <laughs> yeah, for most people. Okay. Um, but I think rather than focusing on what's next uh, predicting, let's just do our part mm. and be better at what we do and mm. be open, be critical. Yeah. Okay, uh, interesting to know. Okay, then uh, I would say my last question to you is, okay, what can we expect from you in the next few months or maybe like the next next year? And how can our listeners uh, reach out to you? Yeah, yeah for myself, um, I would still see myself growing a lot uh, in terms of helping um, businesses, people find their stories mm-hmm. and it's not limited to any medium, mm-hmm. whether it's in data, their career story or their life story. Mm-hmm. And where I think I can really contribute back to people is also helping people connect the dots. So if there are some dots that you like to you know, um, help connect together, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I think Jayin can share more uh, on that later. Yeah, very happy to, you know, have the time, you know, with you, Jai. Uh, it's been amazing. Yeah, okay. Yes, I think that's my last question. And thank you so much, uh, Huiwen, for, you know, uh, chatting with me on this. I've learned a lot myself as well, even though, yeah, I'm not a data scientist, but I do feel a lot of the principles and the ideas you have shared can even be applied to a non-tech person or anybody uh, at all. So I just want to summarize our our sort of uh, chat for today for, for, you know, the TLDR version for, for you, for everyone. So um, yes, just want to summarize the, um, basically, yes, we have a lot of AI tools right now, but use it as a tool. I mean, first, first thing is embrace it first, embrace it as a tool. Don't not use it. It will definitely help to speed up your workflow uh, uh, by a lot. So embrace it as a tool, but don't totally uh, neglect doing the, the, the groundwork. So I would say groundwork could be yeah, picking up a skill from scratch, like learning through videos or reading the articles and stuff. So yes, that part is tough, but you don't forget you have the tools now to help you to speed up that. But at the same time, make sure that you're always picking up and learning about the industry. Second, the, the, I think the next thing is, uh, with, while you go through all that, remember to also shape yourself, not just as an employee, but shape yourself more of a top leader, right? So if you're asking us, okay, how do you stand out? I would say having thoughts and opinions stand out. And then how do you, then once you have all those thoughts, how do you share it through social media? So uh, don't neglect that part, like social media is there for a reason. And make sure you always, uh, you also leverage on that because uh, once you have built some following, I would say uh, it could sort of accelerate your uh, career by a lot. Uh. So don't underestimate uh, social media. Then uh, at the same time, again, uh, the more important part of, of all this is understand why you're doing this. Because yes, salary, perks and everything, they're great really great like some can be really great and it's not wrong to use that as your why but in order for you to go longer because you know like career we take we i think we'll be work we'll be usually working until we are 60 or something right maybe shorter now but it's still very long very long journey so if you don't understand if you don't have if the, the why the core why is not strong enough you might not be able to sustain and then you always find yourself in the loop like oh yeah, I'm in this job now, okay, I don't seem to understand it, I don't seem to like it. Then you go to another one, you still do the same, then you keep chopping that at the same time. Then basically you're wasting a lot of time. So take the time, yes, understanding the why sounds like a very easy question, but it's actually a very, very 
deep question you need to ask yourself because it will get very uncomfortable. What I can say is that I've went through this myself. It was a very dark phase. <laughs> but I can say that it, it takes a lot of time that you really need to sit down and ask yourself why. But if you feel that, okay, it's tough, then use, you can use ChatGPT to, to be your soundboard maybe. Then, or even talk to your friends, right? So understand this why, but so if you're curious, okay, like what, what do you want to do now? Why, why are you lost? So it's because the core why is not strong enough. So once you get this part sorted, I would say the rest should follow, right? So, and then if you're like lost, like if you, if you want a better framework, reach out to Heyuan on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, so this is where I think she can be a very, very uh, interesting mentor. So to help you to, to understand your why, and if you're even, if you're in tech, then I think that's, uh, she can help you uh, even more. So yes, I will drop her links in our, in the respective platforms. So feel free to reach out uh, to Hewen if you have any questions. So yes, I think I just want to uh, wrap this up. So thank you so much, Hewen, for being here. I appreciate all uh, of your insights and learnings, and I'm sure our listeners will definitely uh, gain a lot uh, from, from this uh, sharing. So if there's anything, just uh, reach out to us. We are, we are on every platform. So, and if there's nothing else, I just want to wrap up and say thank you. So I'll uh, see you all in the next episode. Bye.